This is Detroit Talk City. Welcome to Detroit Talk City, the refuge for KISS Army Draft Dodgers. I'm your host, Scott Malone. With me today, as always, and I guess will be always, is my main man. His name is Chris Cook. Hi, everybody. Hi, Scott. (laughs) Hi, Chris. How are you doing? I'm really excited. This is exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Yes. Exciting for a lot of reasons. Stupid for probably more reasons. Even more reasons, I would say. But, um... Maybe we should, before we talk about how stupid the show is, yeah, maybe we should because, get into talking about what the show is. Because we, we probably won't have to talk about how stupid the show is. It will become self-evident. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I guess, yeah. This being the first episode, anyone listening to this probably either has no idea who we are, maybe they like Kiss, they will hate us immediately, or maybe it's just a bunch of our jerk-off friends who, you know, are being forced to listen to us dick around. Yeah, that, well, that's what podcasts are. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's that's what made me fall in love with podcasts. I know you and I, we both share a deep love for all things Earwolf, all uh, things Comedy Network, absolutely. you know, etc. Uh, one thing we're going to have to get out of the way right off the bat, you got to stop t- towing with the mic stand. <laughs> What am I doing? You're hitting your toe on the mic stand, and it's banging into everybody's ears right now. Wait, what? I'm just so I'm just so jacked up right now. I know, and I'm, I apologize for doing that so early, but I knew you would keep doing it if I didn't say anything. Absolutely, I would. You know, uh-huh. like let's get the, um, let's well, get the nervous ticks out of the way. You know what? On that note, maybe we should introduce ourselves a little more. You were the first one to speak in the podcast. Why don't you tell the fine people who you are? All right, so. Uh, as I said, my name is Scott. Um, I'm a really, really uh, big lover of uh, rock and roll, uh, hard rock, punk rock, heavy metal, all the great stuff, you know, from the 60s and on. Um, you know, c- come and, you know, check out my, my place sometime, please. Uh, you know, and you'll see everything from the replacements to... Uh, Guns and Roses to uh, a picture of me with Joe Perry and Aeros- uh, <laughs> Joe Perry and Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, you know. Yeah. So, so to all the Kiss fans who might think like, "Oh, you are a bunch of fucking hipsters that don't like this kind of music," I do really like this kind of music unabashedly. Ab- absolutely, I have a goddamn Aerosmith tattoo on my arm. Okay, <laughs> and we can get into how shitty Aerosmith is sometime, as I know most of you probably feel that way. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, I've wanted to, you know, kind of get some of these things off my chest for a while and figure this might be the best way to do it. So I think that's great. And yeah. Chris, uh, what, what, what's your relationship with, uh, with music, with music? Well, I'm, I'm, I would say much less than yours in, for, in terms for... of like ex- experience. I, I'm a, I'm a great lover of music. I'm a, I'm much like you. I'm really into, into rock and punk, um, uh, but I, I, I listen to almost absolutely everything. I can love everything. You, you've you been in my car. I listen to Hamilton. I listen. You listen to Hamilton. You listen to local rock radio. I, uh, what's that What's that station that 99. plays like? 99.3 Air FM. Air FM. 
<laughs> because air is so important, you know. It's it, it's the thing we breathe. Yeah, it's this is very. <laughs> but like I, I have somewhat of an embarrassing relationship to a lot of music because I love a lot of different musics, but like my knowledge is not the greatest on a lot of music. And I even find at times that I like I go through periods where I don't even listen to a lot of music, which is where my sure. friendship with you is very important to me because we music is a big part of our friendship and yeah. listening to records and talking about music and that really helps me connect, which makes us doing this podcast seems like a natural fit. Now, do you find that like when you're not listening to music, do you find that you still want to like fill up the air with um you know other sounds like like a podcast like oh, yeah well that's the 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 two go hand in hand like the me not listening to as much music as i used to is because podcasts came around like I, it's I, I can i can honestly say the same thing absolutely mm-hmm. um all day at work I, I work in construction it's a living um you know but um you know to try and get away from the excruciating day-to-day uh-huh. regiment that i have to go through you know having in my ears, you know, Hollywood Handbook or Jimmy Pardo, uh-huh. you know, whisking me away to somewhere and better, you know, it's uh, it's essential. And I, I have thought too about it because like at, there's times where I get a little sad that music is not is not as prevalent in my life as it used to be. But like the way I'm th- trying to think about it more now is that it makes it a little bit more special if it's not just back. Like I don't really not really background noise for me as much anymore. Podcasts have taken over background noise but still active listening time i devote to music because like you can't say it's for podcasts that it's really active listening time most of the time no no yeah like it's like i was saying like it really actively takes my mind off of whatever i'm doing Mm -hmm. you know like if anything like i learned early on that listening to a podcast and doing something else that requires uh brain power uh, you'll end up canceling out one or oh, the yeah. other. Like I, I used to try and read books and, and listen <laughs> to podcasts and I'd realize after 20 pages, I've no idea what I just read. Yeah, so it's... then I would focus on the book and then realize that I don't have any idea what I've been listening to. It's just people in my living room talking. Mm-hmm. But I can get into that trouble sometimes too, if I'm reading or something with uh, music that's very lyrical sure. as, as well. But yeah. uh, but podcast, definitely way much for and i feel like we've gone pretty far in us talking about ourselves for me as an actor to not have started listing my credits <laughs> no, no, you asshole i was i was ju- i was just about to say now some of you might not realize that chris is an actor it would have become self-evident pretty uh, quickly, well no but... we've been we've been recording for six minutes and i had not mentioned it yet okay and believe but... me folks you're not going to believe like this, what, what that's pretty much as far as i want to go into it <laughs> so you don't you don't want to list your credits uh, uh, it was mostly just uh you have no, credits there's, there's no getting out of it now you just like, you, you just wanted to tell people you have credits yeah i wanted and to maybe go look up your imdb pro page you know what it was it was me trying to like make fun of myself for doing it but i was yeah. just doing exactly what i uh, i hate myself <laughs> Don't worry, you're going to learn to hate yourself a lot more I'm, through this project. I'm I'm a not successful actor and you can find me online. <laughs> oh, yeah, and and that that goes uh, hand in hand with like Chris and I, we've done some work together. I've done a show we do, we every now and then we uh we have a little uh we a, do sketch sketch, sketch. sketch stuff. Uh we're, we're called Socks and Crocs. You know, Chris gets naked. It's it's a lot of fun. We yell a lot. We yell. <laughs> I think there's 
Uh, how how I, we this is something we probably could have talked about off mic. Like, how much do we want to talk about locally where we're at? Sure. I mean, it's bound to happen if yeah. we're going to be like you know you know because one thing that 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 I I do want to use this podcast for is it's not just going to be to talk shit about Kiss and their members within. It's going to be a way of like talking about ourselves and finding mm-hmm. ourselves, you know, and, and you know and, discovering new things. And the title of our podcast is somewhat misleading. Right, because we're a couple it's, of it's, jabronis it's, from Edmonton doing a podcast called Detroit Talk City. Yeah, have you ever been to Detroit? Uh, no. Do you have any plan on going there? Uh, I've never been invited, so... Right. I guess we but, shouldn't talk shit about Detroit, you know? Like, they have their but, problems. Yeah. We, we, we live in a place that is, you know, among the coldest. Yeah, well, we should say we're from Edmonton in Alberta, Canada, um, and... Many people will say Edmonton. They'll say they'll say Detroit of Alberta, (laughs) of the Alberta. I was going to say I think many people might be saying, "What's that?" Oh yeah, where is that Toronto? Where would might be generous, but (laughs) but anyway, yeah. So you know, we're we're each trying to eke out you know some sort of uh, career, you know, uh, uh, creatively, and who knows, maybe uh, maybe talking about a bunch of assholes that paint their faces and breathe fire you know could be the a jumping off yeah. point ours is really the story of every entertainment career nowadays that's right is people make podcasts while they try to do real shit <laughs> too true oh man that's that's truth in comedy mm-hmm. shout out to matt besser um so I guess we might as well um, move on, and obviously we'll 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 be getting we'll relay more about our our lives as as time goes on, whether you like it or not, Kiss fans. Um, but speaking of Kiss, I figured we'd get into specifically our personal history with Kiss, mm-hmm. if any. Um, <laughs> now, Chris, you and I like we've had a couple meetings before this this show, and yeah. kind of you know had you know some powwows. Where do we stand with the band? You know, realizing and spoiler alert, everyone, we both hate Kiss. Yeah. I mean, there's intense dislike. Yeah, I I don't know that I would go so far as to say I hate Kiss. Right. Um, like you need to really know something before you can hate them. Right, and that's and that's actually for me. I I unfortunately know a disturbing yeah. amount about a band I truly don't like and and have mm-hmm. had little to no respect for ever since I became a rock and roll fan, basically. Yeah, like, uh, if if you want to ask me if I hated this album, <laughs> I could tell you absolutely. We're not talking about that right we'll now. Get it, we'll get into it. Um, do, do you want to, since you have uh, a little bit more experience, yeah. or do you want me to get mine out of the way because it'll be quicker? Uh, no, no. Um, I guess I'll... Okay, so... Some of you might remember, probably not, but back in the late 90s, early 2000s, back when message boards were far more of a prominent thing, there was a website called uh, Metal Sludge. And I would, I would read this website and the message boards constantly. And one of the big topics constantly was KISS. And it always left me flabbergasted. But somehow, through osmosis or whatever, and through reading thread after thread about which album is better you know crazy nights or asylum you know all of a sudden i realize huh i can probably name every kiss album and you know all their exploits and all the awful things that gene and paul have said over the years um 
you know, which th- then just only leads to just disliking them more and more and them, you know, from them putting out an album through Walmart or recently the the Folgers commercial that was unearthed a few years ago, which you're going to enjoy that oh, one. Oh, no, I've, it, I've, I've seen that. You saw that. <laughs> I've you seen, saw that. I saw that a while ago. <laughs> Yeah, that one broke through to to mainstream audiences, perhaps. Uh, so, so your your experience is you were brought into Kiss, like basically, you was, through and, other people's interests, you were brought into it. Yeah, basically kicking and screaming, and then combined with that, um, I there's a group of people which that they'll be talked about quite a bit throughout the show, and their family for whatever reason they they are lovers of Kiss, so. Through me learning about Kiss, I was able to talk shit about Kiss with these friends for years and years. So mm-hmm. there's definitely a love-hate relationship going on. Mm-hmm. So that's that's basically where I'm at with them. Uh-huh. What about you, Chris? All right. I've been thinking back, and I've been trying <laughs> to think about where the first time I heard Kiss and like when my first like understanding of Kiss as a band was. I don't think it was until I was like 15 or 16. Right. And my, it's so embarrassing to talk about. Share it with someone. So, the world. you remember the movie that came out about the kids who were trying D- to get to a kiss? Detroit Rock City. Yeah, Detroit Rock City. And uh, that movie came out, and it was all about these kids, and they wanted to get in the see this band. And, like, my idea of kiss were that they were this badass band that cool badass people listened to and they were like rebels and they like fought the cyst like this is like my I all I knew about them was like that's heavy metal that's crazy they're crazy like their fans are crazy and like everybody is crazy but I thought it was like a genuine like real like they were fighting the system and like like not the band they were at all and it wasn't like i was probably when i just came to 16 17 that i started to like understand and like uh definitely did not cause me to want to find out more about the band (laughs) once i found out it's all just horseshit you went the other way yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and actually i think that's a very relatable thing when it comes to kiss because i think it's pretty undeniable that let's say you've never heard a Kiss song, but you look at the way that they look for the mm-hmm. first time. I'm talking classic with the K, um, Kiss um, from the '70s, and you know, and you see, you know, Ace with the the like shooting fireworks and the and Gene spitting blood, and you know, the the nine inch platforms and everything like that. And the Catman. You, you cannot forget the Catman, Peter Chris. We miss you. Um, but then coming to the realization that, oh, they, they're not even metal at all. No. Not even remotely. Like, they're far closer to, like, glitter rock. Oh, yes. Uh, like, there is barely anything heavy about Kiss uh-huh. at all. But it's, like, it just goes to show, and it's, like, this is the story of of Kiss, and, like, Gene Simmons probably in particular is just, like marketing gods like there's no other way to put it like this band there's i can't think of reasons why they should have been able to keep doing (laughs) what they've been doing for like four decades other than like it's just marketing genius and like you have to give it up to them like despite 
misses and shitty songs or whatever you want to say about the band is like is they have just killed it they oh yeah hey man like i've been to kiss mini golf in las vegas two separate locations (laughs) i really wanted to go to the kiss arena football league the la kiss yeah um, I think they lasted two seasons. I, we, we were talking about this before we started recording, but I was looking up Gene Simmons' uh, net worth today. Okay. What What do you think his net worth is? Now this, okay, so net worth in general, right? It's is, all like... It's all total bullshit. Bullshit. But yeah. like they can get you in the general area pretty much. And for someone like Gene Simmons, who has a lot of like public holdings and stuff, I think it can be a little more accurate, but... It's so impossible to say because, like, I feel like I could be wildly high or wildly low. Okay, so, um, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, was so far up his own ass that he had a magazine made. You know, this magazine, it's going to be fantastic. You know, it's going to be for men who like pleasure, you know. All the good things in life, girls, cigars, my tongue. I'm... Very impressed we got this far in. Before starting, this is starting, your first, to, starting this to talk, is your first to talk, talk like Gene. Gene voice. I love it. Want more of it. But um, just let's yeah, just th- give so, a guess. Um, Fifty million. Three hundred million. <laughs> I th- I think that has to be wildly over. I don't like it. Maybe I think he has over a hundred million dollars. Easy. Yeah, I think I, I I I definitely shot it low with the like 50. the amount of like I know not a ton of people buy their merchandise, but the amount of licensed merchandise they have is insane, dude. Like the Kiss casket exists, and I yeah. know that's that's the one thing that always gets brought up as like the ultimate uh, like crass item that they ever uh, came up with, uh, for good reason because that goddamn casket features a beer cooler in it. <laughs> So what are you doing? What kind of mixed message are you sending? Hey, what if you have an open casket funeral? Someone can stop by, say goodbye, grab a beer. I think that's the idea. (laughs) I think think that's like the optimal experience with the Kiss Casket is like, well, dude, partied, you know, right to the grave. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure Dimebag Daryl from Pantera got buried in a Kiss Casket. I wonder how many they made. Good question. I don't know. Yeah. Probably too many. <laughs> they probably have a warehouse. We should see what we can do if we can if we can raise the money to, to get do a to Kickstarter get, to, to get a to get our own process. Kiss casket, and then for every recording we could we could have uh, nice cold beverages. I'm sure Kiss has a soft drink and a beer. Oh yeah, you know, like the possibilities well, are. They must have an energy drink. Like, that seems like it would be a stupid I, thing for them not to have. It would be stupid to bet against that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's impossible to keep up with the merchandise. Because, like, when you when you do go to, like, Kiss Mini Golf, it's also a Kiss shrine. Also, they're just blasting Kiss constantly. Um, and they, like, come up to you and, like, what do you want to hear? <laughs> like, well, do you have any other bands? But, you know. I digress. But the point being, um, like, you you could put on sunglasses to make you look like you're the star child, or there's action figures, or there's condoms, or there's... It goes on and on and on and on and on. But I guess, I mean, 
300 million net worth yeah well um maybe we should take this moment and uh we should go to a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about our the record we're going to talk about today revenge you want some more Hey, everybody. We neglected to talk about this in the show, but if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us at Detroit Talk City on Twitter. And if you want to email us, it's DetroitTalkCityPod at gmail.com. Here's one! This comes off the first album when we were back in New York City. We didn't have a record deal yet. All right, and we're back. I have no idea if it seemed like if we had some sort of interstitial in there. Uh, there's going to be a cool sting. <laughs> there's going to be a cool there sting. There was a cool sting. That was a great sting you all just heard. Now, when we say cool sting, are we talking singer? Are we talking wrestler? We're talking like like sound effect. Huh. Okay. Like we could, like, is there a good sting Maybe, quote we could put in well, of a wrestler? <laughs> well, you know, you know how like Ric Flair has like the famous like, Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Sting also has like his own like off-brand like version of that. I think because they had a feud. I'm a, I'm a big pro wrestling fan, <laughs> by the way. Please don't write me off completely yet, uh, audience. But um, anyway, uh, Sting all would do more of like a wow <laughs> or something. I have like a feeling that. that's probably going to be what's <laughs> in between. Because we need a Sting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why don't we talk about this album? Let's get into it. Let's talk about Revenge. Okay, so I had been talking about, um, you know... My okay, per- okay. before we get into this, okay. I just like, overarching, Yeah. this is a show about, like, essentially about Kiss. We're talking about Kiss. This was your choice for the first <laughs> album for us to, to listen. Might seem like an odd choice. This is... Revenge from Kiss, released in 1992, in my in my Apple iTunes, is listed as pop music. Pop music, wow. I mean, I will say there are some songs that are, I have like like been cursed where uh-huh. I can't, I can't get them so, out of my. So head why sometimes. why did you why did you pick this one for us to start okay. start off with? Why would this be like oh Kiss? This is the Revenge. album. Okay. Well, yeah, it, it's actually a very personal one. It's the most personal one when it comes to um, Kiss for me. Now, um, as I was saying earlier, I, um, my history of like maybe like reading message boards or whatever, on Metal Sludge, they used to talk up Revenge like it was the cat's ass. Like, like Revenge is it. Like, all that 80s stuff with Kiss, you know, being lost in the woods, chasing trends, that's that's doesn't matter. Because guess what? Kiss is back, and they kick more ass than ever. And now, I would never actually listen to Revenge. <laughs> so that argument, this is, this album is their argument for Kiss not chasing trends? Because, like, every song is them, like, chasing a car to try to find, like, that style of song. Oh, absolutely. But believe me, like, and we, we we saw it a little bit. I was showing you some music videos the other day. Oh, some yeah. Stuff. Can we, can you just, because we can play, can you just start the first track? And so we can, like, every, I'm sure if you haven't listened to the album, you should just listen to it to get an idea of this. But I just want you to play the beginning so that our listeners can, this is how Kiss introduces themselves in Revenge. 
This is Kiss. And it comes in we're, slowly. Kiss, we're back. Like, to, now, to really give some context for this, and to, <laughs> this, this family that I know, I should just say their names. Shout out to the Ganyos. To them, this was like, this is the return of the demon. This is like, like Kiss is back. And, and, and it doesn't matter <laughs> that, that they're not. <laughs> okay. But you know what? The funny thing is that how I was saying the Kiss isn't heavy. Well, this is heavy Kiss. Oh, okay. Like okay, you can you can stop stop this yeah, up. Yeah, so that's that's un- that's unholy. Un- that's how we're starting off, and I just I've, this is this is something that I've been like as I've listening to this record a couple times, which is like fuck you for like tough, this is tough. this has been my life. Um, it's only gonna get worse. I, there are sections of every song that for about five or ten seconds I'm like oh I could like it, but then by the end of the ten seconds I'm like oh no I don't like that. But they, like, yeah. there's parts like the very start of that, the very start of that guitar rift gets me, and then it d- goes into the. This has got to be like, realistically, this is the song closest to anything like legitimately good on the album. Like, there's a part in in, in the song, and it only happens once during, um, I think it's the second chorus, and it's the way that Gene actually says, "Comes the thunder of light, yeah." And that's and it's that very it, good. It's it, thank you. <laughs> but he only does that that variation on the melody once. It's very strange and you know um, aggravating. You might even say. Uh-huh. But honestly, from there, I if that were the only song that I heard, I would think, okay, yeah, I guess I see what Kiss fans are saying, where it's like Kiss is fucking back heavier better than ever the demon like, i could see them playing that song in their makeup and that's something we haven't mentioned too that yeah, this this is non-makeup years we're starting with <laughs> also the first album we're talking about they're not even in the goddamn makeup <laughs> it's part of the fun because what so many people don't realize you know like the the, the casual fan is that they really went a long time without wearing the iconic makeup and you know if anything there's an argument to be made that like nowadays they're playing dress up by having um eric singer and tommy thayer wearing ace and peter's makeup you know it just it's and throw it on the pile of why these guys have um no shame um but so anyway so you know you hear unholy and it's like okay is this an album of unholies? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, and if it is, I'd be like, I understand the Kiss fan. Like, like yeah. you know, you're coming off of like, let's put the X in sex. You know, you've been getting your ass kicked, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the '80s. But then, like, I remember the first time I heard this album, I was helping a friend move, and he and he put it on, and I was like, what is this? And it was during the second song, "Take It Off," which I'll play. <laughs> and 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 he was like, this is revenge, and I was like. This is revenge. Yeah, when I think, this is what I've been hearing about for years. When I think of the word revenge, like, right? This type of melody really is what gets. You don't think about some like pseudo stripper anthem with like Paul Stanley screaming about waving your panties in the air. Yeah, it's. <laughs> His voice really does cut through, doesn't it? Yeah, it's. <laughs> like yeah, it's like the like lyrically, this album has a lot of problems. But like, yeah. Kiss has this a lot song, of like it's like just having uh huh as oh like that's like the hook like that's your hook yeah. is uh oh, the, oh turn what, this one what, off what, I, what, I just I just need a little. Uh. <laughs> 
Oh boy. So well, yeah, that was that was that that song was where I came to the realization of okay, Kiss fans are full of shit. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it just the album is just like it's the, the album's a mess. Like there's just like it goes in so many different directions that it's just it's just hard to understand what do you like do you know like could you tell us a little bit more about do you know about the creation process of this record like what well like... i no and and you know what we'll we'll be pretty like firmly in the camp of like we're not going to be like looking up notes or anything like that uh-huh. or like like on the internet while we're doing the show we know what we know <laughs> what but I this do... was supposed to be like like it's like a rebranding like it's like yes this like this is once again this is this is 1992 you have to think about what was going on in 1992 this is when the grunge bomb went off and this is kiss finally catching up to like oh let's maybe try and dress and maybe be a bit like gnr but gnr was almost over by that time. yeah like they're doing shit that was like would have been would have seemed like a little tacky in this music's heyday like in the late 80s Right, but th- yeah, that was when you know they were too late getting on the trend of having Paul Stanley prance around like a David Lee Roth clone. But we'll get to those albums <laughs> some other time. Now, I want to get to um, another Gene classic. Um, this one being Domino. Um, the what? What to say about Domino? Uh, first off, if you haven't seen the video for Domino, <laughs> you must. You must. <laughs> I'll I'll sum I'll summarize. Please it. do. Here, it's here, here's Domino. By Gene way. Simmons is driving in his car. Story. He goes to a, a hamburger drive-through. <laughs> sure does. He gets a hamburger and milkshake, and he keeps driving. And that's and that's and, to like show it's the most badass thing in the world. Like, and, like these these <laughs> these guys that go out to the rainbow like Lemmy, and they go and they get fucked up. You know they don't know what what the what they're missing with a nice milkshake and hamburger. Yeah, and uh, my favorite though I will say the move that has haunted my dreams from that video is him with a hamburger out of the wrapper just slamming it on his dashboard <laughs> like it's a cool move. Like it's like it's like putting a cigarette behind your ear or like it's it's, it's like the judge like smacking the gavel like okay court is in session. I'm smacking the burger on the dash. Hamburger flare. <laughs> There is a lot of hamburger flair going on now. But so. like, what? Like, what is this? Like, this song especially. Like, where? Where is this song coming from? This is them trying to do like some sort of blues. It's 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 bad, more sexist ZZ Top. Yeah. Basically, with Gene Simmons talking about his man-sized predicament. Like, first of all, gross. But. <laughs> Second of all, like, and he's not like it's it's like they're trying to do with their other songs. It's like he's trying to come off as this like badass sex symbol, and he's in his forties at this point, right? Right. Well, and 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 and, 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 and Gene will tell you what a sex symbol he is. And, oh you yeah, know, like he's bedded what ten thousand women, yeah. something like that. Yeah, some something insane. It's like it's also a sign of the times where it's like. That was the mark of like, oh, what a cool band! He's had sex with thousands of women. Whereas, like, that's <laughs> that reminds You're me. Like, oh, that's so cool. I bet, I bet they remember all remember it so well. That re- that reminds me. Okay, so you were asking earlier if I knew anything about the creation of this album. Okay, I do know a little bit, and that comes from going on 
Bruce Kulik, who is the guitar player on the album. He there's I think it's BruceKulik.net where he actually goes through every song on the album and he, and he writes a little blurb about it. And I think it's on Domino where he writes like, it was so exciting watching, watching Gene record this like sexy song about like, you know, having sex with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember reading that. I, I'm thinking like that's the most loserish thing I've ever it's, read. It's the life. type of talk that people who have never had <laughs> sex. Exactly. Like, about, like, oh yeah. Like, I, and I just, I just turned her over and just, and I just, I just did it. Like, oh, we just. Gene, tell it. me more about the sex. <laughs> and like, also, like, this song also has, like, which a lot of rock from. More before this, but it's always been a problem yeah. of, like, the. Of the, the sexification of. Underage, of underage, underage women. women. Yeah, the, the lyric, she ain't old enough to vote. Yeah, yeah I, I guess if you squint hard enough, like, in a song like Christine 16. In the seventies, mm-hmm. I, I, like you, you can maybe see it, but yeah, at this point, yeah, they've been around for twenty five fucking years. <laughs> Why they've are you been a brand? band longer than this? This woman has been alive, <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. I just, yeah, it's that's like that's with this type of music, and especially like like music like Aerosmith and stuff. I can understand like there's there's stuff in the music that, but it's it's also this is art. And you could take the advantage. He's just talking about the idea of a young woman. He's not talking about a specific young woman. But well, it's like, well, love in an elevator might be talking about some actual sex. But we, we don't we don't have to, you know, destroy okay. Aerosmith at this point. One thing I did also just before we get off of Domino, um, talking about the video. I think I think it's important to note that there's a, a couple slight edits. One of which being they change the lyric from the studio version where. It's um, when that bitch bends over. And in the video, it's when that girl bends over. So you clearly recorded two studio versions. And it was like, no, calling her a bitch means more to me than having just one definitive <laughs> recording. We'll keep both, but I like bitch. You know? so I just, ah, uh, the mind. Give the reels. radio what they need. Okay, now we jump to Domino. Could we talk about Spit for a second? We have to. This song has not left my head since it entered my world. It's it's up there with one of the most obnoxious things uh, ever ever recorded. Yeah, do you want to just hit play on it cuz there's this the way, is, the way that it just starts. There's another there's this is another one where there's Got no manners and I'm not yeah, this clean, is, but I know it I like. But there's you know what I mean? what Like when this first guitar riff comes in when it, it comes in the first time like this you're thinking like, like maybe, I like that. You're maybe it's maybe like a, a Zeppelin kind of thing, you know? Yeah, like that's seems like impossible that it's coming from these assholes. Yeah, until he starts singing along to it, <laughs> which we have to wait for that. Here. Well, yeah, and then uh, and then of course, like within it, you know, we've got like the dueling vocals with Paul. <laughs> Don't forget the a bippa a bippa, like just like we were just feeling it. <laughs> Yeah, and then when it goes into this, like yeah, the, yeah, and this Paul, Paul singing this, so unnecessary. Yeah, most definitely. And then here is where them like actively probably ripping off what's up. Oh yeah, as opposed to like sure. maybe like a Zeppelin inspired riff. 
just, oh, it's just, yeah, it's just, it just crazy. Gets stuck. Um, and it's just so, like, all those little things, like the, a uh, bu- bu- uh, bu- it, it, that just like screams of overproducing where they're just like adding in stuff and just oh oh you mean over overindulging overproducing things yeah. are you talking about maybe the guitar solo which is the star spangled <laughs> yeah. banner but then just like i gotta really hit that whammy bar <laughs> yeah you know it's unbelievable it's... like oh and which reminds me of the unplugged performance of spit which oh. is widely available on youtube if you recall Yes, when, but when, it, it's it's not even a performance because he's just getting the audience to sing the song. I I was for sure, and then just grinning like a like a maniac. Yeah, um, you know that's just Gene being Gene. Um, but it just goes to show like what little thought went into the entire thing when they realized when they get to that solo where it it's you know the Star Spangled Banner and oh yeah. This insane electric version that I did does not translate on the acoustic guitar at all, and then it's just like, I, I can't, I won't. <laughs> they're just, they're just goofing about. Well, it's, it seems like they wrote most of a song, and they're like, fuck it, we can record it, and then they get to the guitar solo, and mm-hmm. they're like, ah, <laughs> rock and roll, rock and roll is America. Let's play the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> Well, Gene is 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 nothing if not a patriot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, um, yeah, and then at, then at the end with like like Paul doing like, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, it's, like like they're each they're each doing it. It's it's overdoing it so much. Like yeah, for a band that's like so masturbatory to begin <laughs> with, like it's just like to it's really set the bar like that high. Like there was a time. During Revenge Mania for me, and this I'll just I'll tell a little story. I I have a, a coworker who, and this was probably the impetus for us doing Revenge to begin with. For whatever demented reason, he over the last several months decided that every day at work we're gonna listen to Revenge. Not not even That's once, usually twice to so insane. to three times. So this album has become like ingrained in my mind. <sighs> So that like during the height of Revenge Mania, where I would be working every day, it was long like winter hours, and I, I specifically remember getting up one day, and the first thought in my head was spit. <laughs> like I didn't even have a moment to oh. think. It was like, got no damn down not do d. And I just like put my head in my hands is like there's no escape. Like this is burned into oh, my brain. That's a special kind of hell. It, truly, truly, man. Um, so that's spit. Um, give it a give it a shot if you really want to <laughs> hate yourself. Yeah, it's uh, like I, I didn't I never. I've probably listened through this album three times all the way through, yeah. but never in one sitting. <laughs> Even I, like I went on like it was in my car for long enough to listen to the whole album, and I couldn't. Like I would find myself having already heard a song, like getting halfway through a song, be like, okay, okay, <laughs> really putting you putting put you um, through the grind. Uh, before we run out of time talking about this album, I just want to talk a little bit about God gave rock and roll to you, part two, part two. Yeah. Uh, when what album was part two? Part one on? Yeah, it's it's rather confusing. It's actually it's a remake of a song by another band, an obscure '70s band. Their name. I'll I'll never pull it. There is uh, some video floating out uh, there, but they're too proud to say it's a cover, so, so it's part two. 
So they then had to write their own lyrics for it, including lyrics like, don't need money or a fancy car. It seems to me that if you replaced fancy car with pussy, that would be all that Gene Simmons cares about. <laughs> and he probably wants the fancy car so he can drive around and get more burgers and milkshakes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, leer offensively at yeah. the women at gas stations. But it's like the God gave rock and roll and also every time I look at you are like possibly the biggest like outliers of just being like, what is going on? Well, yeah, every time I look at you, I mean... I don't know. I've, I've read I've read the YouTube comments because I was expecting like people have to see that this is just some you know schmaltzy crap and then it's just like no one of the first one of the first comments is like love it, it was our wedding song oh. <laughs> like it's like you don't see it for like the more than words November rain yeah. desperate trying to glom onto power ballad that it is and of course in the video you can see that Paul has um, five o'clock shadow and that's to show you that he's serious yeah that, <laughs> that he really that it looks like they painted on top of the <laughs> alright that's another thing in this era of no makeup we're talking about no kiss makeup right they are wearing so much makeup in all the videos and every appearance because they're, they're like because they're just there's a reason they were wearing wearing all that other makeup like they're not they're like rock stars already aren't the best looking people in the world but these guys take so much makeup to make them look yeah we should you should see paul nowadays oh. that is oh and and gene oh by the yeah way. that is that is that is a tough car wreck to, yeah to, it's just it's such a weird like weird dichotomy of like these guys are all about how sexy and badass they are but it's just it's but it's just like other rock stars you just look at and you're like, oh, that is a sexy motherfucker. Exactly. Like that that motherfucker oozes charisma. Nobody who's can... that sexy needs to tell you they're that sexy. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, I can I cannot stand that song. Oh my god. Um, I guess there's only a few more, uh, really. And and by the way, on the show, we're not gonna be running through the album song by mm-hmm. song, track by track. But know, we'll, whatever, whatever whatever comes to mind will come we'll talk to about mind. songs that stuck out to yeah. us and yeah. yeah I do I do want to make sure that just before we get off it I, I want to bring up I just want to only because it's just like I feel like the whole impetus for the song existing is so it can be like Paul almost said fuck <laughs> Every time it's like I just wanna uh, or I just oh, wanna yeah. fuck I just wanna fuck <laughs> like yeah fuck get you yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Go forget yourself. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I think I think that's enough for revenge, right? I think, yeah. I, think, I mean, I've already put you through having to listen I'm, to I'm it. I'm so excited to take this off my phone and to not and to only ever like bring it up again is maybe just playing at a party to see if I can get a reaction out of people. <laughs> well, it's it'll be fun now for you to use it as like a baseline to see. Um, are you? Is this a low watermark that we're setting for Kiss albums? Oh, I you're you're gonna listen to a lot worse okay. than, than Revenge. Revenge is just its own beast that I just wanted to kind of address immediately. You know, like I I feel like if I if we would have started with like the Elder or Unmasked or any number of the awful hair metal albums that they made, 
people would be like, well, yeah, but wait till you get to Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I want to throw it out there. No, this album sucks. <laughs> okay. Um, so after uh, we've listened to Revenge, um, I guess I've got one question for you, Chris. What, do, what is your Kiss Army status? Are you, uh, I, are you, are you, are you a draftee or are you draft dodger? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely still hanging out in Canada, avoiding the draft. <laughs> You're not uh, ready to go to war. <laughs> no, I. Well, you are. You maybe you are in the war against the Kiss Army. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely. Like I said, this this album is not. I want to meet a person who listens to this album and is like, I'm a Kiss fan now. I just, I would believe like, me, they exist. I would love to meet that person. <laughs> I, I don't want to meet and how, that person. How's your status? <laughs> oh, my status. I'm I'm still a draft dodger all the way, but yeah, this this is the album. It's it's in a a love to hate, uh, section for mm-hmm. me where because I know it so well, it's you know I do have a certain affection for it. Oh yeah, but, yeah, just, and it's much shit as I've just been talking about spit like. That's going to be a go-to song for me for a long time. It's so awful that, it, yeah, exactly. How many times before the show were you still just sing, like singing spit? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. yeah, a couple of draft dodges over here. Uh, All right. Uh, that's going to bring us to um, a segment, and we're going to be doing one of these every week. Take it away, Chris. So, this is a segment in my ongoing quest to learn more about Kiss and everything to do with Kiss. Uh We'll just go right into my segment. This is a Chris Kiss quote. So, uh, not all the Kiss, this. not all the Kiss members are as uh, vocal as one particular member. Who could that be? Uh, his name is Gene, <laughs> and he is a wealth of three hundred three hundred million. Wealth. Yeah, yeah, and just the amount of quotes he has to for me to like get to know him it's just so this whole segment is i'm going to find a quote it doesn't have to be from gene but this one this week is and we're just going to give the quote and we're going to talk about it and how it makes us feel about this band this is gene simmons i'm fascinated with myself and love hearing the sound of my own voice i'd like to hear what i have to say a lot of people don't like being alone because they truly don't like themselves but i love me Wow, you might have found the most the, most, the genius quote that ever gened. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, my. a lot of people don't like being by themselves. <laughs> don't like being alone because they truly don't like themselves. But I love me. Not only do I like myself, I love me. And like, I think. Yes, this quote is is horrible. It's like he sounds. He sounds stupid but like it does give you an insight into him like he's just oh yeah and that's like he's not joking around when he's saying that he's yeah completely genuine you think do you think simmons has ever gone to a therapist or seen like any oh, like oh i no way because i don't think anyone that's gone through therapy or had any sort of work done could ever you know like honestly say that out loud yeah even if you felt that why are you saying it into a microphone for people? Because <laughs> do people like read that and they're like, "That's cool. I, I want to be that." I guess they do. Yeah, it's like there's something to the honesty of it because, like, yeah, like, and especially for this, this, this quote in particular, because like, 
we're two guys making a podcast, yeah. so we're the, we're already terrible people. But too true. But I just there's something so fascinating about Gene Simmons that I don't know if I like him yet. I I don't I know I don't like him, but I don't know if it's there's something very that I want to know more about him. I guess is what I say that I'm, he he piques a curiosity just because he's a very singular person. Yeah. Like good or bad, I'm not sure. I think I'm leaning towards bad, yeah. but like I give it to him. He's got me got me more interested. I'm trying to avoid what I want to say because it, I knew it was going to come up eventually. I just thought it was going to come up way later than this. But, you know, I think there's a pretty direct correlation between Gene being the Trump of rock and roll, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's quotes like that. And it's and then and then it's your feelings after reading that quote where you're like, but you know what? He's honest. Yeah. You know, and it's just like. Like we're not gonna get into Trump, you know. <laughs> but you know, um, it's there's a pretty clear line between those yeah. two well, it's, pieces. Well, I it. I hadn't even thought about that, but personality wise, yeah, I bet they are probably friends. Well, Gene was on The Apprentice, and there's actually a really funny because um, I. I actually watched when Gene was on The Apprentice. I'm I'm a sick guy, um, but the episode where Gene got fired is just so excruciating to watch because you can tell that Trump doesn't want to fire him. He's like, he's simpatico, you know. He mm-hmm. sees him like himself and just like Gene, you're not giving me any reasons. I need a reason not to fire you. And Gene, you know, he's so he's like, I stand by what I did. You know, like I, I go down with with the ship, you know, <laughs> like it's just like a couple of guys just like showing their dicks <laughs> like Trump. Trump. Oh, God. Watch. Watch the clip. It's 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 watch dis- the clip. <laughs> watch a clip. It's disgusting and horrible at the same time. Well, thank you for that one, Chris. <laughs> that was the Chris kiss quote. Um, now. Uh, obviously, we're not going to talk about revenge every week. Um, that would truly be a descent into madness. Um, so um, basically, I'm going to spring it on Chris right now and tell him what the next uh, album is going to be. Our next, uh, your next kiss my assignment. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> there was a tribute album in the '90s called Kiss My Ass. Actually, it had a lot of uh, prominent uh, figures on it. I think Lenny Kravitz was on it doesn't matter anyway um your assignment is uh, an album i believe it's from 1978 it's an album called dynasty Ooh. now this does feature the original four and it's a little infamous because this um this is the album where kiss goes disco so <laughs> i'll just let I'll, I'll just let let that marinate and oh boy i cannot wait <laughs> Yeah, it's believe me, we'll get into it. Um, so, okay, so anyway, uh, we're almost through. Um, but just we don't want to be negative. Um, the whole show, there's a lot of negativity uh, in, in this world, and you know, and honestly, if if we come across something by Kiss that we like, I'll say it. I've mm-hmm. I've no problem with doing it. It's just not going to happen very often. Yeah, I said there were five or ten sec- second segments of each song that I liked. Add all that up, and, you know, you've probably got you know a minute. Uh, a couple- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> worth of album like two minutes two minutes two minutes of album maybe maybe through listening to all these kiss albums we can come up with enough to come up with one 
album. <laughs> One Frankenstein's monster of just bits of songs. Oh. <laughs> and that sounds like nightmare. Sorry, fuel. I derailed you. Doesn't matter. Um, but so basically what we want to do on every episode is we want to give a recommendation, uh, whether it be music, movies, food, something going on in your life, whatever it is, uh, something positive, something that you can that you at home can uh, take away. Um, for mine, just in the spirit of Detroit Talk City and talking about, um, you know, Detroit, I want to throw out um, one of the great, in my opinion, the great uh, Detroit uh, album of all time, and that would be uh, Funhouse by the Stooges. Just an absolute monster in the best sense of the word. It's seven songs of just unbridled fury. 1970, punk rock before it was punk rock. Um, throw some headphones on, get the vinyl, crank that shit up. Can't recommend it enough. It'll uh, it'll change your life if it if it hasn't already. Change mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been like thinking this whole episode about what my recommendation is going to be, and uh, since it's the first episode, I think before I veer off to recommend other things, I just want to, I'll go and just straight up an album just so people can get a sense of my music. And just, I'm going to go with my favorite, favorite piece of vinyl I own. <laughs> Sports by Huey Lewis. And I the knew news. it. <laughs> oh my God. I it's, could see that coming in slow motion. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite album of all time. I don't know why. I love it. There's just, that band it hit a sweet spot with me that uh that i just really love and i just think it's like a great album i'm not like there's a lot of huey lewis and the new stuff that i'm not a big fan of but that album i think is great front to back and i think is for when it was made and of of its time and what it is i think it's really great I, i think that album was pretty famous for like it's basically the catalyst for why drums sound the way that they do on most 80s sounding mm-hmm. records like when it when it first came out like those drums it was revolutionary the way that they sounded now they sound so sorry to say but dated oh yeah, yeah but maybe oh, yeah. but maybe i'm sure but that's be, that's in, part in of, a good way that's part of the appeal it's iconic yeah yeah so we have huey lewis to thank well thank you chris that's i could see that as soon as i realized i could see the <laughs> glimmer in your eyes that that was coming and it's just like oh my god <laughs> Oh my god! So uh, there was, we go. It was, it was, Stooges and Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> it was, if that, that doesn't give you an idea of what's to come, I don't know what will. I was my other choice was going to be uh, big ups to the American women's hockey team winning the gold medal. They might age us. Mm, it might going to time stamp us a time little stamp bit, it, but yeah. what, whatever. Yeah. It was really cool for them. Really happy. Great, whatever. Great hockey. Yeah. You, was, excited, you excited for the men's? No. Not it's, at all. It's like Spangler Cup adjacent. Yeah. The women's hockey was the only ones that really mattered. Yeah. But I got us off track right at the exactly. end of the show. Exactly. We're right at the end of the show. Um, anyway, we just want to say thank you for uh, checking this out. If, if this was your first episode listening to it, we're going to try and do this as often as we can. We are going to mm-hmm. try and make our way through the entire KISS catalog. Where that takes us, uh, it's probably going to be pretty dark. Um, but... Uh, but we'll be... We'll be uh, playing with our format a little bit too we're Absolutely. learning we're learning this as we go so we will be playing with having guests uh with lengths of episodes with how much of each song we want to play or with, yeah if we want to play stuff at all it's all going to be malleable absolutely yeah well thank you chris thank you scott all right and and uh remember everyone it don't mean spit to me
to Thoughts and Crocs production. <laughs>